Girlfriends, episode number 99, Stay Healthy Through the Holidays. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about keeping up healthy habits that we can practice even if it's Advent and Christmas and New Year's. You know what I'm talking about. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to another show. Welcome to another week. Welcome to Advent. Happy Advent. I'm recording this on the second day of Advent in 2017. I hope yours is off to a great start. Ours here at our house definitely is. I am looking forward to the Advent season and looking forward to Christmas and trying to keep that balance between the two of them. You know, yesterday at Mass, Monsignor Jerry at the church we were at gave this excellent homily, which was all about our culture's push to celebrate Christmas now, starting right after Thanksgiving, be focused on Christmas, and skip over the Advent, skip over the waiting, skip over the quiet, the watching, even the penitential part of the season of Advent. It was a great reminder. And I took it to heart, but I also <laughs> came home and like took out Christmas lights and hung them up in my bathroom and took out our Christmas wreath and hung it on the wall and bought some candles for Christmas. Um, yeah, well, okay, we need to balance these things, right? I mean, early in our family life, I was all about Advent is Advent and, you know, just keeping those things separate. Christmas, we celebrate beginning the evening of December 24th, and that is it. And we even, when the kids were real little, a few of those years there, waited to put up the tree until, you know, late on Christmas Eve, or maybe the day before if I was, you know, being a little bit relaxed about things. And that was crazy, especially with little kids and all the different things that were going on with regard to planning for Christmas, to try to cram it all into those 24 hours was kind of insane. So uh, I had a few different meltdowns, <laughs> meltdown moments that kind of taught me that's not what's best. And we need a little bit of balance. And not that what Monsignor Jerry was saying wasn't true. It's absolutely true. But I think we can keep a sense of Advent in our hearts, even as we are physically preparing for Christmas in all the different ways and whatever way you're celebrating that's taking extra time and energy and thought and preparation on your part. It's okay that that's part of the season. That's part of the waiting. One thing that I used to do, and I still do, but it's a little more limited, is just bake through the Advent season and put the goodies in the freezer. And that was a kind of a nice way to involve the kids, especially when they were littler and they'd help with the baking, um, involve them in that practice of getting ready. That's what Advent's supposed to feel like. It's supposed to be this joyful anticipation of something wonderful. And so that that kind of getting ready, but not indulging yet, which is hard to do this time of year, especially. But that idea of getting ready and putting it in the freezer and knowing you have all these goodies in the freezer, and it really kind of adds to that joyful anticipation. And then, you know, in a practical way, it really made for easy cookie platters that I could make for a gift last minute, just pull them out of the freezer, make up a little plate, put a bow on it, put a little gift tag or a card with it. Um, really super easy way to kind of put together a last minute gift for a friend or neighbor or somebody you're visiting. But also when company was um, around, it was nice to have a nice way to put together a nice dessert platter of all different Christmas cookies. And I mean, I happen to really love baking and I have um, 
a bunch of recipes, which I enjoy making every year for cookies and candy, and most of which freeze well, thankfully. And uh, so that's a really kind of fun way to do that. But I mean, you could do that on a smaller scale. But even if it's not about baking, you know, preparing things, that's part of what we're doing. You know, the shopping, yeah, that's a huge distraction during the season of Advent. But, you know, you're, you're shopping and you're, you're, wrapping and you're preparing for a special celebration. And I think that's, that is definitely in keeping with the season of Advent and a little bit of decorating. And maybe, um, you know, some years we've put the tree up and uh, didn't decorate it until later in the season. We'll probably do some version of that this year. But, you know, it's really is a balance between, you know, making yourself nuts by trying to do everything at the last minute and just prayerfully preparing and, and doing what needs to be done. It's actually a lot of work. I don't have to tell you that. Um, but just kind of balancing those different things. And and one way that I am keeping the season of Advent, even in my heart, as my mind and body are busy, um, is I mentioned this last week, I signed up for the Pray More retreat. I've talked before about the PrayMoreNovenas.com, that, um, that website that really helps me Pray more novenas. Yay. I know. It's so great. I'm so excited about it. Um, it works great for me because they send you a daily reminder when when they're calling everybody to pray a particular novena together. Right now, um, I just finished day six this morning of the novena to uh, for the Immaculate Conception, which is the feast that's coming up this week. And how fun is that? I'm actually praying that every single day and you know, reflecting on Mary and reflecting on the Immaculate Conception. I love it. And I did the Christ the King one right before, you know, um, right after Thanksgiving. And I absolutely love that this very easy website, PrayMoreNovenas.com, if you're not familiar, they also have an app, I think, and a YouTube channel. I haven't, I don't really need the YouTube. I, I just like getting the emails because I think I've shared before that I use my email inbox as kind of a to-do list for my day. And so if I've got an email in there that's from Pray More Novenas saying, pray day six of the Immaculate Conception Novena, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I have that reminder there every time I go to my inbox. So I really recommend it for that. But this year, they have a Pray More retreat. And I believe it's PrayMoreRetreat.com if you want to find out more about it. Mary Lenneberg, who's been on Girlfriends, is one of the speakers in it. And um, I started yesterday, day one. Uh, I listened to a talk by Jonathan Benkovich from Benkovic. I think, from EWTN. It was great. And it's just a, you know, a little 20 minute kind of reflection. And um, I'm hoping to keep that up. And I'm hoping to be able to listen to all of the talks and that are in video form. There's not there's not a video that long for every day. And it's kind of go at your own pace, uh, kind of retreat. It's not like you can fail at it. So I kind of like that aspect of it, too. So check that out and pray along with me. That's part of what I like to um in praying the novenas, but also with the retreat, you can click through and see what other people are praying for. I find that very humbling because, you know, I might be praying a novena for some petty thing in my life, or it seems petty afterwards, and then go and read what other people are going through and what they're bringing to God and what they're asking others to pray for, major health issues and financial problems and personal issues and marital problems. And wow, uh, there's a lot of suffering in the world and a lot of people in need of prayer. And um, it can be really, I think, helpful to go and be a part of that community there. Kind of like we are here at Girlfriends. We we often share what our prayer intentions are, or people will write in with prayer intentions or write in with a problem, and we'll, we'll offer that person up in prayer, plan to pray for that person as a community here at Girlfriends. And I really love that. I think it's, I think it's really important to do. Also, I wanted to mention something a little bit funny that kind of is also about keeping balance in this season of Advent. Um, you know, 
the stress of any part of it can really, really affect your family <laughs> and your marriage, um, you know, and in your personal relationships that I, I realized this even yesterday, as we were, you know, putting up some lights and um, doing some basic things, getting out the advent wreath, and I was trying to make the candles stay in it. And oh my gosh, they kept falling out. And anyway, um, as I was doing that, uh, my husband pulled out this metal sign that this is cute. We went into Hobby Lobby a few weeks ago. And I know, I know, don't go into Hobby Lobby because you will never come out or you will like a few hundred dollars poorer. Um, I knew that going in. I even said to Dan as we were going in, we shouldn't go in here because, you know, it's like home goods and it totally is like home goods where you don't really need anything going in, but you get in there and you want to buy everything. And um, so anyway, one of the things that Dan purchased at the time, and this was many weeks ago, it was long before anybody was even thinking about Thanksgiving. Of course, Hobby Lobby was thinking about Christmas. And um, he purchased this big metal sign, like red metal sign with the letters J-O-Y spelling out joy that lights up that you can put on the wall. It's really cute. I thought it looked kind of funky and kind of festive and it would be nice to put on the wall during the holiday season. So totally supported him purchasing that a few weeks back. Anyway, he decided, oh, I'm going to take it out and see if I can get this set up. Um, when I was putting up lights yesterday. Oh my gosh, the the joy sign would not light up. It wouldn't light up. And Dan was getting so frustrated. And he, you know, it tried different batteries, tried taking out bulbs, tried replacing bulbs, tried everything. And Dan's a handy guy. I know he tried everything. And the sign wouldn't light up. And he was getting more and more frustrated in the stress levels in that room where he was trying to put together this sign. We're just like, oh my gosh, it's very stressful, very tense in here. And the whole time I'm looking at the sign that he wants to kill, spelling out joy. <laughs> Pretty ironic um, that the joy sign was bringing us anything but yesterday. Um, anyway, that's on my to-do list today to uh, bring that over to Hobby Lobby, not buy anything else and see if I can return the joy sign that was less than joyful. But nice reminder to me and um, to anyone who's listening, uh, you know, that's sometimes how we feel about this season, like the outward signs and the outward things that we're doing are supposed to be joyful. It's in the name of joy. We're trying to be joyful and cheerful about things, but it can sometimes make us feel anything but in the moment, the kind of stress that it brings and disappointment and frustration. So keep that in mind. Have a little laugh about our joy sign that was not joyful and remember it in your less than joyful moments in the coming weeks, because I promise you're going to have some, but you're going to have some joy too. All right, let's get into this week's topic because we all need to talk about staying healthy through the holidays. You know what I'm talking about. You know you know what I'm talking about, that the holiday season is a really challenging one. (laughs) If staying healthy and eating healthy and being physically active is normally part of your personal goals and something that you like to work on and focus on throughout the year, this can be a really challenging month in which to do it. It can be a really challenging month to keep up your healthy habits, certainly a challenging month to not fall into the very worst habits with regard to your health, even if it's not something you're usually very concerned about. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's encourage each other today with some simple things. I'm just going to share a few different ideas for ways that you can not completely lose it this holiday season. Because you know what? Frankly, we're talking about a number of weeks here. We're talking about more than a month, really, if you know, you're starting with Thanksgiving for sure. So like six weeks, ultimately, at a minimum, is the holiday season. So that's my first 
healthy habit, healthy idea, way to stay healthy through the holidays. First of all, remember, it's not all or nothing that we're talking about in these six to eight weeks, you know, come on, all or nothing. But sometimes we have that mentality about it. Like, I'm either 100% doing my workout routine, or I'm not doing anything. I'm either 100% sticking to my healthy eating plan, or I'm just eating anything and everything in large quantities throughout my day, right? It doesn't have to be like that. You can recognize going in that this is a challenging season. This is a time of year where we want to, and it's a good thing to celebrate and have different routines. And that might mean you're not exercising the same way that you usually do, or it might mean that you're eating foods you normally wouldn't eat. Um, That's fine. And it's good to recognize that, but don't think that that means it's all or nothing. So we're having this challenging season, forget it, you know, forget it all. You know, um, don't, don't do that and say no sometimes. This is something that's important. Do you like candy canes? No, a lot of people don't. I don't. I mean, so don't eat candy canes, you know, <laughs> or it, like, here's a great example. Last night, um, a, a couple of the kids' friends were over and they just decided, let's watch Elf. We love Elf. Do you love Elf? If you haven't seen Elf, oh my gosh, I saw, I guess it was on Twitter or something recently, Jennifer Fulweiler mentioned she has never watched the movie Elf. Are you kidding me? So funny. Will Ferrell is hilarious. It's a cute very family-friendly movie. There's just one scene that we fast forward through with the little kids and it doesn't show anything. It's just a little suggestive with a girl in the shower. Um, Anyway, love that movie. think it's hilarious. We enjoy it multiple times every year and the kids just decided they wanted to put that on. And so we were going to watch Elf together. And uh, Dan and some of the kids decided they wanted to break out these Christmas cookies, which, you know, the kind, the store-bought sugar cookies that come in the tins, usually blue tins with Christmas scenes on them. Yeah, those cookies, those Christmas cookies and have eggnog. I don't even like those cookies. I mean, they're fine, but they're not something that I really especially enjoy. So why on earth did I eat two of them <laughs> while we're watching Elf last night? Duh. Um. I mean, I know I'm going to eat other things all through the Christmas season. And um, if it's not something you really enjoy, don't do it just because everybody else is or don't do it just because it's Christmas, you need to eat the thing. So, um, you know, say no sometimes to things that you don't especially enjoy. And, you know, you don't have to do this all or nothing, like I'm going to eat everything mentality, or, you know, just say no, sometimes, and it it frees you up to say yes, another time when you're going to enjoy it more, you can and keep in mind that you can still do some of your things. You know, I, I think mentally, sometimes it's hard to wrap our brains around that, but try to wrap your brain around it right now. Like, some days are you're not going to get your workout in if you're usually working out on a regular basis that's okay. But the days where you can, do it. And it'll give you that much more balance and and you'll be that much less out of the habit of it um, when life returns to normal after the holidays. So remember, it's not all or nothing and say no sometimes to indulgences that you don't particularly enjoy. And and do say yes to the, the healthy foods and your own healthy habits when you can and when it makes sense. But don't be that person. And I have been this person, not not really around the holidays, but I remember one year for my birthday, I was like really being very strict about the healthy eating plan that I was on. And I refused to eat birthday cake. Like I told Dan, do not get me a birthday cake. And he's very sweet and accommodating. And I'm sure he was like in a dilemma. Like, does that mean really don't get her a cake? Or what does that mean? Um, But he like brought me an apple with candles in it. That is so pathetic. (laughs) It's my birthday eat the cake, you know, but uh, so don't be like that. Because I know you can, there are, there are opposite extremes here. 
You don't have to be like that about it. Um, but, you, you know, recognize that it doesn't have to be all or nothing with regard to your healthy habits or your exercise or your eating routines during the holiday season, because it's a very long season. We're talking about a big chunk of your year here, big chunk of, you know, either moving toward or moving away from your goals. Maybe just make it your goal to hold steady. You know, you don't have to be making epic progress in your fitness goals, but don't be falling way backwards either. Okay, so it's not all or nothing. The next tip I have, and this is one I use in my own life pretty much throughout the year, but it's especially helpful during the holiday season. Eat a salad every day. Eat a salad every day. Have the stuff in your fridge. If you go to work, bring it to work. Um, I find it's really a very helpful, healthy habit that can be kind of a no-brainer. Like, um, you know, we all fall into routines with our mealtimes anyway. Just make your lunchtime meal, or at least that's what I do. That's what's simplest for me. A salad. And whatever you enjoy in your salad, make sure you have it on hand to make that salad. And it's a great way to get your vegetables in. Make sure that you're um, not every meal is just this, you know, indulgent <laughs> feast, which, you know, there are going to be some of those in the coming days and that's okay. So um, have a salad every day. Make it a goal to have a salad every day and, you know, put protein in it and a mix of whatever vegetables you enjoy. Put some avocado in there and, um, you know, just make it an easy no-brainer kind of choice for your eating in the coming weeks. And I find that's really helpful. Um, A few different times, uh, I have even had a salad like before we go out, like whether we're going to go out to dinner with friends or if we're, um, you know, going to a party or whatever it is, you know, usually those kinds of things are later in the evening anyway. And uh, maybe you've done this before. I definitely have fallen prey to this before. On those nights where you're going out for dinner or going out to a party or whatever that includes dinner, uh, I eat two dinners <laughs> because at like 6 p.m. when I'm making food for the kids, I'm hungry. And so I eat at least some of whatever I'm preparing for them. And then I go out and then I have that great big dinner or whatever it is, or um, going out to dinner, you know, restaurant food or party food, and it's super indulgent. So that's really just kind of adding to the problem. Have a salad before you go out. Make a nice salad and you won't be starving and you will probably be less likely to stuff your face at the festive event that you're attending. Um, I just find those little ways of being prepared. And, and you know, even if you just, if, you, if your lunchtime is a salad because you know you're going out for dinner or you're going to be at a party for dinner or whatever it is, great. You know, have that balance in your life. It makes you feel so much better about it. It makes you feel better about yourself. It makes you feel more in control that if you can make that decision ahead of time to have that kind of balance. So have a salad every day. It's so good. So good for you. Okay. Number three, this is more on the exercise end of things. Try to get your exercise in in the morning. And now I talk about this all the time and it's really, you know, you, you this is like a cliche, right? Get your workout in in the morning before anything else can derail you. But it's a cliche for a reason because it's true <laughs> because it truly is so helpful to get that workout in first thing because, you know, 
But most of us, if we allow ourselves time to fully wake up and get involved in our day, we're going to be pulled in a thousand different directions. And then the workout gets pushed further and further down the priorities list until it's all of a sudden almost bedtime and you haven't gotten it in yet. I've done it many, many, many times. I've been stressed out and frustrated throughout my day sometimes trying to fit a workout in and it doesn't happen. But if you get in that habit, and I've shared on the podcast before about how I've been in that habit for a couple of years now of working out first thing in the morning it just, it gives such balance to your day and it, it sets you on the right path. You get that workout in. And um, you know what, it's something that I particularly enjoy about getting a workout in in the morning is I can do like, a, you know, a hard interval run or a weights routine. Um, and after that, I feel, I feel so awesome that I got it in, first of all, as I'm, I'm launching into my routine. But also, I just, I'm, I feel uh, so accomplished because I can say to myself as I'm beginning other things in my day, I have already done something hard today. And it feels great. And it's a great reminder of your own kind of empowerment in your day that you can do that. Even during the busy holiday season, you can do that. I'm not saying you're going to succeed at doing this every single day. And sometimes, especially during the holidays, it's more important to just get some rest, maybe not get up so early. Um, or if you have that opportunity to have a, a, a slower morning, go for it. Um, I'm not saying you have to do this every single day, but the days where you can and where it makes sense and you're getting up for work or school or whatever anyway get that workout in first thing in the morning. And then the rest of your day, you can tell yourself, I've already done something hard today. I've already accomplished something today. I am amazing. You know, it'll feel so good. And it will give you a sense of control over your life and your day that especially we need this time of year when, you know, it's so tempting to feel to just give in to the overwhelm to feel like everything else is controlling me and I'm just responding to things in my life. No, this is a this is a part of your life that you absolutely can take control of. On the days where you can, get yourself up and get your workout on before you even fully wake up. I find that's really helpful. Have your clothes ready to go. Just put them on in the morning. For me, I usually see Dan off to work and um, then I don't even let myself settle in anywhere with, you know, the times where I get derailed. It's like I'll let myself just scroll through my phone for a little bit. And then next thing I know, I'm doing uh, who knows what and kind of starting that routine a little too late. So don't even let yourself pause and think about it. Just get get your, your workout shoes and clothing on and, you know, um, whatever it is that you're doing for exercise or that you want to be doing for exercise, get it done first thing in the morning because the rest of your day, especially this time of year, is just going to fill up. So, you know, it you absolutely have to do that first thing or it's more than ever not going to happen in your day. And then give yourself that gift of being able to say for the rest of the day, I've already did something hard today. So there. Okay, number four, ways to stay healthy through the holidays. This is a good thing. And it goes along with the whole salad idea, but have healthy, easy things that are in your pantry and in your fridge to eat. This might mean if you make some healthy food for a meal, you can put a couple of, you know, single portions of it in the freezer. I've done this before for sure with like soups and stuff. Um, and then it's just an easy thing to microwave if everybody else is having, you know, that cheese and gravy casserole or whatever. <laughs> um, just having those things be kind of no brainers, whether maybe you want those small packets of almonds, or you want to prepack little things of vegetables or um, whatever it is that is uh, healthy eating for you. One thing that I like to do, and I use my instant pot for this is have boiled eggs in the fridge. Those are a great 
on-the-go snack, and the kids love them too. So I think it's a great source of protein. You can put them on a salad. You can, um, on. I usually eat eggs in the morning, but on mornings where I'm on the go, um, you could just take it with you and have boiled eggs. I know my kids make fun of me because I love eggs. I just think they're like nature's most perfect food. They're a great source of protein and they're just so good for you. So, um, so stuff like that, have a plan in place and have, you know, your own size portions and uh, something that's easy to kind of grab and go, especially this time of year, a little pre-planning goes a long way because oftentimes what derails us from our healthy eating is just plain convenience. Like, I don't like chicken nuggets. I honestly, honestly do not like chicken nuggets. But if that's what's in front of me, that's what I'm eating if I'm hungry. You know what I mean? You do know what I mean. I don't even particularly care for peanut butter and jelly. But if that's what's around because the kids are eating it and I'm hungry, that's what I'm eating. So have an alternate plan. Have something else in place. Little pre-planning goes so far, especially this time of year. Have healthy, easy things ready to go in your fridge, in your pantry. Okay, the next idea I have for how to stay healthy through the holidays is go on a winter walk. This is so fun. And yeah, okay, if any of my kids are listening, they are totally rolling their eyes because I'm always trying to get them to do these things with me. (laughs) But it's good. It's so fun and so healthy and it feels so good. And it's a great way to connect with people in your life. Sometimes we put the whole idea of going for a walk out of our minds because the weather's bad. And, you know, wherever you live in the country, usually the weather's not so great in the wintertime here for sure. It's icy, it's freezing, there's snow, there's wind, it can be pretty miserable out there. But um, I find that it's helpful to just kind of switch your mentality. Like, it doesn't mean you can't go outside, it means you need to dress properly for going outside. And that you can do. I mean, you can get scarves, you can get gloves, you can wear a hat, you can get warm leggings, um, and dress yourself properly and go outside. And once you start moving your body, it feels great. And it feels great to breathe the fresh air. And if you go for a walk with somebody in your life who's important to you, you get reconnected with that person because there aren't the distractions that are in your home or in your workplace or at school or whatever. You can just talk. And it doesn't have to be about something profound. I I love going for walks with my my younger kids, especially because we just talk about nothing, but we're together and it feels good. It's a great bonding activity. Um, So, you know, you might want to go with your your spouse. You might want to go with a kid that you want to connect with, um, but it doesn't have to be profound. Don't don't make that like we have to go on a walk and have a meaningful conversation and fret about that. Just get yourself out there and and go for a little walk together. It doesn't even have to be huge. Uh, I love to go... um, I've got a couple of different women that in my neighborhood um, that I like to walk with. And when I do, we do go on these great big long walks and we're women. So we are talking the entire time, but you don't have to make it this great big epic walk. Great if you can do it and you have the time and you have somebody who's, who wants to go with you or you want to go by yourself, a great time of year to just have a prayerful walk by yourself in nature. Even if you don't live in the most beautiful natural environment, getting outside, getting a little bit of natural light and some fresh air in your lungs is so helpful, especially this time of year where it's cold and it's dark and our bodies need that. They need that refreshment. And it's a great way to just keep yourself moving. Just get out of that idea that like, oh, if I can't get in, like we talked about getting in your workout first thing in the morning. Well, that's fine. And it doesn't have to be your usual workout. If usually you go for a run or usually you use the weights or, um, you know, you're on the treadmill or whatever it is, 
you know, you can replace it with a walk. It's okay, especially this time of year. Make those kinds of accommodations for yourself and for your schedule and um, go on a winter walk. Go in your neighborhood and look at the lights. What a fun thing to do, you know, in the evening time or go through a park that's decorated. There's so many beautiful things to see and experience, especially this time of year outdoors. So find a way to do that and find somebody to go with you or enjoy that time by yourself. Go on a winter walk. Some of us remove that from our brains during this time of year, the idea of being outdoors. Um, you know, we're just outdoors from our house to the car and from the car to work or from the car to a store or whatever. But switch your mentality. Enjoy the outdoors this time of year. You don't have to spend maybe hours and hours outside, but um, spending a little bit of time outside is great. It's a great way to keep your body moving and keep yourself healthy, especially this time of year. So go on that winter walk. All right, the last little tip I want to share with you for staying healthy through the holidays is drink your water. Now, again, here it is, this thing that you hear all the time, but we hear it all the time because we need the reminder because I don't know about you, but I don't I don't love drinking water <laughs> unless I'm like really thirsty after a workout or something. I don't I don't love it. Um, but there are lots of different ways to get your water and enjoy your water this time of year. Just keep a water bottle with you, put a little lemon in it, put some cucumber in it, put whatever you enjoy in it. Um, some people like lime juice in it. Some people get really fancy and do like rosemary and other herbs in their water. I haven't tried that. I think I might like that maybe in the summertime or something, but, um, generally, you know, or I like just plain water if I if I need to be drinking water, which we all need to be. It's a very dry time of year. Heating indoors can um, make your skin really dry, make your throat dry, make your nasal passages dry. And we're all just kind of suffering from that this time of year. So a great way to combat that is to hydrate. And also drinking water throughout your day is uh, just a very healthy practice for, um, you know, eliminating waste in your body and keeping yourself um, functioning properly. Our body needs water to function properly. And sometimes we just don't make that a priority. And then we suffer the consequences from being dehydrated. That headache that you have, probably because you're not drinking enough water. I always try to remind myself when I, when I start to feel a headache coming on, like, oh, yeah, it's because uh, I haven't had any water today. All I've had to drink is coffee or, you know, tea or whatever. And that's fine to drink those other beverages, but make sure you're drinking your water too. And another thing is this time of year, especially if you're going out to a party, drink water at the party that you're at. Drink water at the restaurant that you're at. At least as much as you're drinking alcohol or another beverage, drink water. Whether you're drinking wine or beer or, um, you know, soda even or um, some sugary cocktail, drink as much water as you are drinking that other drink. It will, first of all, slow down your intake of those other less healthy options for your beverages. Um, but it really all around just balances you and you'll feel so much better for it afterwards. So drinking water, maybe you have some tips for how you drink more water because um, this is something I struggle with. <laughs> in the summertime, it's kind of easy for me to keep a bottle right next to me and have ice in it. And um, because it's warm, I'm much more likely to be drinking water. Um, but it's something I do struggle with in the wintertime. I just got to try to keep that water bottle with me. I try to keep it at my bedside and um, be drinking water all the time. So um, I'd love it if you'd share with me what your healthy tips are, whether it's for drinking water or um, if you have thoughts to share on any of the other things that I've 
shared here today. Um, just to review, first of all, staying healthy through the holidays. The first way is to remember it's not all or nothing. You can so do some things. Two, have a salad every day. Three, work out in the morning if you possibly can. Four, have easy, healthy things, options in your fridge and in your pantry. Go on a winter walk. And then finally, hydrate, drink your water, get your water on. If you have a way that helps you do any of these things, or if you have other ideas, what helps you stay on track for your healthy goals, for your healthy eating habits, for your exercise and your fitness goals through the holiday season. So you don't wind up January 1st feeling miserable and overwhelmed and like, why even bother? You have some ideas to share, share them with me and I'll share them with others here on the podcast. You can always email me danielle at daniellebean.com or you can leave comments on the show notes at daniellebean.com or you can connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on pretty much every social media platform. I'm easy to find or send me that voicemail. You know, I love that voicemail. You can um, click on the leave voicemail tab on the right hand side at daniellebean.com. And it's an easy way to share your thoughts with me in an audio file. You don't need any special equipment there. You can do it right through your phone or your computer. Leave me a voicemail and I can include your voice on a future episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Do you like what we do here? Do you enjoy listening to Girlfriends week after week? Well, then maybe you can share the love. Leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to Girlfriends is a truly helpful way to help others discover the Girlfriends podcast. It makes a huge difference. So I just want to take a moment and thank T.N. Hubbard, Allie Baller, and 67 McMahon, and Roseanne in Texas for their recent reviews on iTunes. If you'd like to do your part and add your review for the podcast, just click on the link to iTunes in the show notes for any episode at daniellebean.com. Thank you so much for your encouragement. I want to just pause for a moment and thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this Girlfriends podcast. You can check out all of their podcasts and other Catholic media that they put out that entertains and inspires and educates you about your Catholic faith at ascensionpress.com. Click on the channels tab and get all that free info and resources. Enjoy. And speaking of feedback, I did hear from a couple of you this week. Um, First of all, let me share an email that I received from Kristen. Hi, Danielle. This is Kristen from California. I just started supporting you on Patreon and want to thank you for creating such an encouraging podcast. I really appreciate your honesty, your humility, and your practicality. I converted seven years ago from a non-Christian background and have really felt my faith deepen this year as I started listening to Catholic podcasts, including yours. In what's probably a familiar line, I've been meaning to support you on Patreon for a while, but I had the somewhat poor excuse of wanting to write to you at the same time, but I didn't know what to say. I've just had something life-changing happen to me, and I think one of the lessons God is teaching me is that now is the time to reach out to others. My husband and I were excited to be expecting our third child. But last week, I found out I'm carrying a blighted ovum, meaning the embryo never developed after conception. I am currently waiting for the miscarriage to complete. I am so thankful that our faith gives us joyful hope that we may see our baby one day with God. Meanwhile, I am trying to be patient in this waiting and figure out what to tell my other kids ages six and three. Your podcasts on trusting Jesus and offering it up are really sticking with me at this time. Truly, I think God was preparing me for this time by learning some good prayer habits from you. One of the first prayers I said after the, after the doctor told me my pregnancy was non-viable was, Jesus, I trust in you. So simple, but I had never formulated those words before your episode. Thank you for teaching me that. 
I humbly ask for your prayers for me and for all women who have experienced a miscarriage. Also, if you or any of your listeners have tips on talking to my other children about this baby or how to pray as a family for this baby, I'd appreciate it. In Christ's peace, Kristen. Oh my gosh, Kristen, I was just tearing up again. (laughs) I cried when I first read your email, but reading that, I mean, what a beautiful example. What a beautiful witness you're sharing there. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I am so humbled that anything you might have learned through this podcast can help you through this time. I'm so sorry for the loss that you and your your family are experiencing right now. And I'm hopeful that others can share um, some great ideas for talking to your kids. That's such a difficult thing, such a difficult subject to talk to them about. Um, I, I find that it's really heartbreaking, especially for us as moms to talk to our kids about loss like that, because our natural motherly instinct, we want to protect them from pain. Um, But I think these kinds of experiences that we go through together as a family, if you experience loss together as a family, are a great opportunity, even though it's painful, even though you would never choose it, uh, to grow in faith together and to be a witness to faithful, faithfulness and suffering to our children, to kind of witness to them uh, how, how to go about enduring suffering, enduring grief, grieving loss in our lives, because what a gift that is to our children if we can teach them how to do that, because no one's life is free from that. No one's life is free from loss and pain and disappointment and suffering. So teaching our children with our own example and our own natural words, I think share with your kids how you're feeling. Of course, you don't want to burden them with, you know, huge emotional burdens right now, but, um, you know, share with them a little bit of what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. It's very human. And I think it's okay for them to see you cry. I think it's okay for them to see you suffering, but talking about your faith in Jesus and trusting in Jesus through the suffering. I think that's a beautiful lesson you can give your kids. Of course, it needs to be balanced and it needs to be age appropriate. Um, but other moms who've experienced this in, in your own families and in, in, with your own children, please reach out and, you know, send me a note or send a voicemail for Kristen, um, sharing some thoughts for for ways that she can uh, talk to her kids about this, but also maybe some helpful tips for ways that she can go through this suffering together with her husband, but even just on her own spiritual journey. Um, thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing that and for sharing the ways in which you're you're doing your best to trust Jesus. I think that's so beautiful. Those very simple words, and I, I love that it's so simple, and yet it can be so very meaningful to pray those words. I think they're the hardest words to pray sometimes. Jesus, I trust in you, especially in those moments where we're experiencing pain and loss and things that we absolutely want to reject, we absolutely don't want to accept in our lives, and yet they come our way anyway. So thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing that. Thank you for your support on Patreon. It really means a lot, uh, but more so, really, a thousand times more so, your your beautiful witness and, and your sharing of the ways in which the podcast and other podcasts have been helpful to you. Um, you know, let's, let's together as a girlfriend's community, let's uh, prayerfully support Kristen through this time, and especially during this holiday season, experiencing loss and um, pain during uh, holidays is very difficult thing to go through. Let's let's lift up Kristen in prayer. Let's ask God to bring her hope and healing, especially during this special time of the Advent season. Hi, Danielle. It's Kim. Um, I wanted to say, first of all, thank you for your prayers for my husband. Um, so he doesn't have cancer, but he's still really sick. Um, 
so um, yeah, I was feeling like kind of crushed under the weight of of um, taking care of him, including on my birthday. So that was sad, but um, it was so good to hear your um, ways to bring joy into my life, um, and reminded me things like laughter. That's a really big one for me, and I'd, I'd sort of forgotten about that. And so I had a friend who told me a really funny story at Playgroup and I said thank you that they'd made my day. And so that was kind of like when you were talking about gratitude as well. So, um, yeah, it was really good and really good timing um, to hear that as well. And um, I also wanted to say um, to the listener, I think it was Amy, who was saying about um, her kids bickering (laughs) And, um, yeah, I just really wanted to reiterate what you said about um, it getting better because, um, oh, my gosh, my eldest was just bananas as a kid. Um, And just now at almost 12, he's sort of getting to the point where he's just not as hard to discipline and he just – he's really – the things that we tried to teach him for 12 years, um, he's starting to get now – so um yeah just hang in there and pray a lot (laughs) and um yeah so um just wanted to give that feedback as well and um because I probably won't be organized again before Christmas to talk to you I just wanted to say um to have a really merry Christmas and a happy new year and God bless you in your new year and um to all the other listeners as well happy Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and um, God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kim from Down Under for sharing that feedback. Um, I love that we have listeners around the world. And sometimes I forget, but Kim, what a wonderful reminder that it's not just Americans I'm speaking to here. And our faith is worldwide. And our experience as women in the church is worldwide universal. And um, so obvious from what you shared there, because um, first of all, let's remember Kim's husband in prayer. She she wrote in before about his need for healing. And let's continue to pray for Kim's husband. Um, it, thanks be to God, it's not cancer. Um, but let's, let's continue to pray for his complete healing um, from his illness and for Kim's strength as she's supporting him in that. Uh, if you haven't experienced chronic illness in your marriage or in yourself or in your children, it, it you you can't fully comprehend, I think, uh, just how exhausting it can be and how depleting and how depressing. Um, we certainly haven't experienced anything as challenging as cancer or um, life-threatening kinds of illnesses in our home. But the times where we've dealt with chronic illness in some of our children, where we've dealt with even me personally, having um, dealt with recovery from surgery a couple of years back and that ongoing pain, I know the stress that it is on a family and the stress that it is on a relationship that um, it it's, it's something that we need to always be keeping in prayer, people who are suffering through illness like that. So let's pray, especially for Kim's husband. May God give him complete healing and give Kim strength and peace in the process. Thank you also, Kim, for sharing that encouragement for listener Amy. You're right. It was Amy who wrote in a couple of weeks back about disciplining her kids and her nonstop bickering and how discouraging that can be. Um, I think we all can relate to that kind of discouragement, but your words are hopeful words of encouragement that I think we all need to hear that you will so get through this and um, consistency on our part does pay off in the long run. It 
really truly does. And you can see that fruit in your older children, but it's hard to see when you're in that stage as Amy is where all of her children are quite young and she's kind of fighting that battle day after day. So thank you for that veteran mom reminder that you will so get through this. And um, it's very encouraging and hopeful. And thank you for your Christmas wishes. I love that you're all listening and that we can kind of share this holiday season together. So right back at you, Kim. Thank you so much. You know, I love the voicemail. So I appreciate you taking the time to send that in. And that's all the time we have for today. But I want to thank you for being a part of this episode of Girlfriends. I want to thank you for being part of the community of Girlfriends, the community of prayer and support that we're able to be to one another here on the Girlfriends podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing and for all your feedback and all of your input and ideas and questions. I love that we can interact this way and we can connect week after week right here on Girlfriends. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your week. And God bless your day. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth. Find your joy. Find your joy.